You are listening to the audio podcast of Gethsemane Baptist Church, located in Long Beach, California, pastored by Eli Reynolds. Amen. Thank you, ladies, for that special. We do have so much to thank him for. We are so blessed in all that we have and all that God has provided for us. Um, just want to thank him for this morning's service, actually. We had a, it was a wonderful service, wonderful message from Brother Josh, and um, just a great spirit all around, and everyone that was here, and I had a blessing. I was able to, there was a young man that I led to the Lord about two weeks ago. His name was Ricky. I was sewing near uh, Cal State Long Beach, and as I was sewing, he, he was out there just, just working on his car, fixing it, and he was just so polite and so um, just open to the gospel. And as I went through the gospel with him, he was able to get saved. And uh, he, his car hasn't been working, but he was able to get his bike fixed. So I, when I talked to him, we were able to exchange phone numbers. And uh, he asked me, he's like, can you just help me just to, um, if you could pray that, you know, I get closer to God. So I've been texting him, just letting him know that I'm praying for him. But um, it was a blessing. Today he was able to come to church. I was able to see him in church. And I'm not sure who talked to him, but he said you were very friendly to him one of the gentlemen in the church, and he got his, his, his uh, bag that he was excited to, um, to take home, and he said the message was great. He loved the spirit of the service, and he said it was just an awesome time that he, have, so, that he had, so it was, it was awesome. He, he's a great young man. Uh, he's, I think, in his senior year of college at uh, Cal State Long Beach, and uh, he, he wants to come back again, so hopefully, Lord willing, uh, he'll come back again, but it was, that was just a blessing uh, to see that. And then Thanksgiving, we had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you, you all did as well. My wife, she had um, her mom and her dad and her sister came. They stayed with us for a couple of days. So we enjoyed that. And I've learned to um, be thankful more during Thanksgiving. But um, from, from being in college, in college, I never went home really for Thanksgiving besides COVID, where we were online and I was home. But all three other years, the three other years, I, was, I stayed at, a, at college for Thanksgiving. So one year... Uh, me and my wife, we were already dating, but I believe her cousin had just passed away, and the college rules, I couldn't go with them and travel to the funeral, so they were leaving, and they were going to, to the funeral, but I did, we went to a diner for breakfast in the morning, but in the evening time, after, as soon as I came home, I had just one of those food comas, I just went to my room, and I just fell asleep, and it was like, I don't know, 12, and I woke up like at 6 p.m. or something like that, so the college already had its dinner they usually have or their thanksgiving meals usually earlier in the day so i went i woke up at six and i was hungry and that's usually about the time that i have thanksgiving with my family that we would usually have our thanksgiving meal but i wasn't there and i couldn't go bake myself or make myself a turkey so what i do i went to mcdonald's and i got myself a big mac so that year my thanksgiving meal was a big mac fries and a large sweet tea so ever since then now uh, enjoying the thanksgivings that i have um and the college always took care of us. They always had a Thanksgiving. But that year, I just was with uh, my wife's family, and we, we had went out to eat. So we didn't have a really a thanks, traditional Thanksgiving meal. But we had a great Thanksgiving. But now it's Christmas time, so I'm looking forward to that. I love Christmas, the decoration. It looks great. It looks awesome. It's Bill fun. I know a lot of the other ladies were out uh, working hard decorating, so it looks wonderful. I enjoy the Christmas tree. We took a picture in front of the Christmas tree, and we look in the background. Who's there? Brother Josh, photobombing our picture. So... It was great, but we, we love the decoration. I'm excited for Christmas. Uh, it's, a, it's just a wonderful time. And I, I, would, I want to preach tonight more on the subject kind of of time, but I just, I think we can all agree that 
this year has just flown by. It's gone by really quick. And when you're, as you get older, and maybe some of you older people, you, you understand that more and you, you, you grasp that more. But as, or did I offend anybody? I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but, but. <laughs> That's not about you, right? <laughs> but um, um, the, the time goes by quick. And I remember being as, as a young kid, being in school, the school days just seemed so long. Those schools, sometimes I would look at the clock and it seemed like it was taking forever. But now, as you know, getting a little older, and I think being around um, my grandparents who have passed away and older people at, at the church that I grew up with, they'd always tell me, the, the, mijo, the, the time goes by quick, so use it wisely, be wise with that. And of course, I'm guilty of not being wise with my time all the time, of fooling around, doing, messing around, and not always using my time to be productive. But time, it goes by quick. And we have about, I think, Four more, three or four more days left in November, and then we're into December, and it's our last month of the year, and then we're into a, a whole uh, brand new year. But we know that time, it doesn't stop for anybody. It doesn't stop. It keeps going, and it keeps going. But what we can do is we can make, we can make the most of the time that God has given us. In Genesis 1, verse 3 through 5, we see the first day, the first day that God creates. And if we go all the way to the end of the Bible, Revelations 21, 23, it tells us that there's no more need of the, the sun and the moon. There's no more need for it because there will be no more days. We'll be in eternity if we are saved. That's why it's important if there's anyone that's not saved that you get saved tonight. But what I want to go over is that time is very precious. And we are all guilty of wasting time here and there. And it's good to rest. It's, not good. it's, it's good to rest and to take that break, the time that you need for that. But let's make the most of each day that God has given us. And I don't really have a text verse, but there's a couple of verses that we'll bounce around to. But if I could just challenge us in, um, with six thoughts for going into this new year, going into this new year and having a focus of, towards God, but making the most of our time, I guess you can say is the, the title of our message. So if you guys have your Bibles, if you can turn uh, first to Matthew chapter number six, Matthew, Matthew chapter number six, verse 33 and 34. Matthew 6, 33. And Matthew 6, 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for, what, for the morrow, for the morrow shall take, the, take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. My first point I want to just say is, let's focus on God. Let's focus on God. Let's focus on God in all that we do. May we put him at the forefront of everything that we do. We are all guilty of maybe sometimes putting God second place, but he doesn't deserve that. He deserves to be first. He deserves to be the priority of, in our lives. Colossians 3.2 tells us, set your affections on the things above, not on things on earth. And that's so many times we, we focus and we look on these things on earth. We look at money. We look at cars. We look at houses. We look at a, a lot of different things, and we, our focus is drawn away from God, and it's, and it's focused on these things on earth. But let us keep God as our main focus. We think of Peter when he was walking on water. First of all, Peter, he had faith. I don't know if I could say I would have had that faith to go out and step out on that water and walk towards Jesus. But Peter, he had that faith. But what happened? He took his, his eyes, he took his focus off Christ, and he started to sink. He started to sink. 
So we need to focus on God, focus God in, in all that we do, make him first in our lives. And maybe we have failed that this year, or maybe we have messed up, but this year is not over yet. We can still, this last month, make God our priority. As, as we go into this new year of 2023, we can go in keeping God the focus of our, of our life. Colossians 1.18 tells us that in all things he might have preeminence, that he might be first in our lives. And that's important. God deserves our focus. As me and, and Brother Jones, we did the basketball camp with the younger kids. And having them out, first of all, outside. You're dealing with kids that are outside. And there's, I think we had 15 first through, through sixth grade. And we were doing dribbling drills. And Brother Jones would do a drill with them. I'll do a drill. But we both could agree that they saw a little butterfly flying around. And their focus was gone. They were looking around. And I was like, all right, you got to get back to it. And that's how sometimes we can be in this life. We can see something else in this life, and it takes our eyes off God, and we're, we're not, we forget to focus on God. So let us focus on him. How can we make God our focus? By spending time with him each day. Spending time with him, making sure that we find a time throughout the day that we are in his word, that we are praying, and that we are spending time with him. And he, he wants, to spend time, wants to spend time with us. We're the ones that neglect him and don't spend time with him. Another reason we can make God our focus is by being in church. When every day, every time the church doors are open, may we be in church. If we neglect church, if we neglect that, we're, neglect, we're neglecting God and we're not making him our focus. Another area is serving him. If we serve God, putting him, finding an area of service. I'm not saying you have to have 10, 10 ministries that you're serving in where you're too busy. But if you could just find one area of ministry, one, one, uh, join one team and serve God and make that your focus of, of, of putting God first, making him your, the priority in your life. Our time on this earth is short. May we make God our focus. May we put him first. May we focus on him and not get uh, drawn away from him, but maybe focus on God. Point number two, if you can turn to Philippians 3, 13 and 14, is let's forget our failures. As we go into a, a new year and maybe we've gone over, uh, we, we, we've messed up, we've, we've had some mistakes We've done some wrong that maybe we regret. And the devil, he wants us to remember those mistakes. He wants us to remember maybe that sin that we did. He wants us to remember that. But uh, Paul tells us in Philippians 3.13, it says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forth unto those things which are, are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So may we forget our failures. May we look forward. May we not look back, but look forward to what God can do in the new year, what God can do this month. May we look forward. May we put our past behind us. May we put maybe things that we have done, thing, wrong things that we have done. The Bible tells us, Proverbs 24, 16, the just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. So maybe if we have fallen down, let's get back up. Let's stand up strong and go on for Jesus Christ. We should... Forget our past sins. God, he can give us victory. And maybe you're in the battle with the sin right now. We already have, we know we have victory through Christ. And we, could, we already have that victory. We can go to Christ and he can take care of it for us. Psalms 103, 12 tells us, As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. So God, he forgets about our sins. But the one that brings them up is the devil. He will bring them up towards us, and he will make us want to remember them. So guess what? He doesn't want us to grow in our Christian life. He wants us to remember our failures of how we failed God. 
But Christ, he doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to go on, forget our failures. This Paul, we need to go forward. He says, but this one thing that I do, forgetting those things which are behind me. Let us forget our failures and forget the things, the mistakes that we have done. We can move on. We can move on with Christ. Learn from our mistakes. And we can use those things, maybe that we have mistakes that we have made, and we can learn from them and apply them to our life now and move on and learn and maybe teach somebody else and give them some wisdom from the mistakes that we made. But we, may we not let those mistakes hinder us. May we not let them stop us from growing in our Christian lives. Let's forget our failures. We have our victory in Jesus Christ. I heard a, a pastor say this quote too. He said, you can't go back, but guess what? You can go on. You can go on through Jesus Christ, and we can go on through Jesus Christ. Don't quit. We think of Thomas, Thomas Edison with the light bulb. He had many failures with the light bulb, but yet he failed over and over and over again, but he kept going, and eventually one day he succeeded. And maybe it could be a failure, not with the sin, but maybe a failure in a relationship, a failure in something else that, that may be in our life, failure with a job or a different situation, but we can go on, but we could ask God to give us the victory. And the important thing is that we don't quit. We don't let it... Um, we don't let it stop us. God wants us to keep going. He wants us to keep going and, and keep trying. So don't dwell on your past failures. Doing so, that will make us waste a lot of time. A lot of people, they get stuck in the past thinking about maybe wrong that they've done or just living in the past. We need to look forward. Look forward to this new year knowing that God is in control and that he can take care of everything. So don't waste your days dwelling on the past. Look forward to the future and press on. Number three, Let's forget ourselves. Similar to what Brother Josh preached this morning, and I had the same uh, Philippians 2, verse 3 through 4, was one of our points. Let's forget ourselves. So I'm not going to re-preach your same much, but we need to forget ourselves in this, new, in this um, upcoming year, in this month. We need to stop being so selfish. Forget about others and be, be caring and thinking about the needs of other people. There's a lot of people that are struggling that need help, and a lot of times we just think about ourselves. So let's focus and think on others. I think of the, the quote that says, Others, Lord, yes, others, let this my motto be. Help me to live for others that I may live like three. Christ, his, his life was all about others. He never cared about himself. It was all about helping other people. And we ourselves are so selfish, and I, I am guilty of being selfish myself. We think of, of um, all the social media, and, and nothing wrong with it if you have that. I'm not saying that. But a lot of times, some other people, you know, we think of celebrities, that's all they do. All they do is think about themselves. There's no care for other people. And if they do donate to a charity, it's like, oh, well, I donate to this charity. They do. But it's still reflection that they're, they're selfish. It may be said of us Christians that we, we think of others, that we care for others, that we, we love others. Are we praying for other people? Are we looking out for the needs of others? And sometimes it's not always easy to be that way. So we need to be unselfish, have that spirit, the attitude that Christ has. Are we selfish? Do we pray for others? Do we care for others? May it be said that we, we forget ourselves. Let's forget ourselves in this year and focus on others. Next, let's forgive others. Ephesians 4.32. If you have your Bible, you can turn to Ephesians 4.32. Ephesians 4.32. And it says, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. And a lot of times, sometimes we waste, we waste time, we waste moments. Instead of making the most of our days, we waste time by holding a grudge, to, holding a grudge against somebody, by, being, by not forgiving somebody, 
by being mad. And maybe that person doesn't even know that they hurt us. But we, 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 we hold that grudge and we waste time instead of being, we can get over that. Christ, he tells us, he forgave on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And if he for, can forgive people that were literally killing him, we can forgive other people. And that's another hard one to do, to have sometimes forgiveness. It's easier for me to come up here and tell you, you guys need to forgive. But it's, it's hard to do sometimes. It's hard. Somebody really, really might have hurt you and might have done something wrong. But the Bible says that God, and God, he wants you to forgive them. And that comes with being filled with the Holy Spirit or having that Holy Spirit indwelling us. And it's not easy to do. It's not easy to forgive sometimes. But it's something that God wants us to do. Colossians 3.13 tells us, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against you, even as Christ forgave you, you we just need to forgive. We need to forgive other people. We, we're going to waste our lives, waste the precious days, the precious moments that God has given us if we just continue to be upset and be angry and be mad at somebody and not forgive them. Maybe you've heard of the story of Louis Zamperini. He was a World War II veteran, and he grew up down the street here in, in, in Torrance, and he joined, he was in the Olympics, and he joined the Army, and he was in the Air Corps. And he, he uh, I'm not, I, I forget, I think he was, they were either flying, looking for somebody else, but they were flying over the Pacific Ocean as, a, as they were in their plane. They had engine failure, their plane crashed, and they were stuck out in the Pacific Ocean, and they were shot at by a plane. There, there were sharks around them. And somehow he met, one of the men died, but he managed to survive, I think, with another buddy. But they were, ended up being captured by the Japanese. And they took him to their POW, uh, the prisoner of war camps. And as Louis was there, he was beaten. He was tortured. He was, they did terrible things to him. And he suffered a lot. He suffered a lot. But eventually, as we know, the war came to an end. They were rescued. And there was one, one man, his name was The Bird. That's what the nickname they gave him. He was a prison guard, and his name was The Bird. And he, he, um, he did just terrible things to Louis, and he beat him, and he um, just so much that Louis, when he came back to the States after everything, of course, he had uh, PTSD from that. He, he couldn't sleep at night. And he, he was married to, to his wife, and, and eventually it became so much to him, he started drinking. He became an alcoholic, and he had drank a drink when he was younger, but he started drinking again, and he had a lot of problems, a lot of issues, and he, he was mad, and the one thing he thought would, would solve everything, he wanted to go back to Japan and kill the bird. He wanted to kill that prison guard. He said, he said if I could do that, if I could kill that guard, I'll be fine. Maybe, maybe the nightmares, they will go away. He wouldn't have the problem sleeping anymore. He wouldn't be alcoholic. He could go, and all this was affecting his marriage, affecting his family. But his wife told him to go to, I think it was a Billy Graham crusade back then in the 50s, and he went to it, and he got saved that night. And he said something changed in him. And he learned from that moment that he was going to forgive the bird. And he says that once he started to learn forgiveness, he, he no longer had trouble sleeping anymore. He had, he had the peace of God that gave him to forgive, to for, to, uh, forgive him. And he, even though he never got to meet the bird and forgive him, he did go back to Japan and he forgave a lot of the prison guards that were there. And he has an incredible testimony about forgiveness. And that, that's not easy. Those men, they treated him really, really bad. But yet he forgave them. And he, wasn't, he had no more problem with sleeping. He, became, he was no longer alcoholic. His family started to to prosper and all of that. But because one thing was holding him back was forgiveness. 
He couldn't go back and change what those men had done. He couldn't do that. But what he could do is go on, forgive those men, and go on. And that's what he did. And that's what we need to do. We need to forgive other people. Don't let bitterness ruin your time on earth. Don't let bitterness ruin it, ruin your life. Don't waste the time being mad or being upset at somebody. We could go on. We can go on. Let's share our faith. Number five, let's share our faith. If you could turn to Mark 16, 15, and it says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So if we make the most of our time, one thing we can do is share our faith. We have our sewing program every Saturday. We should be out there sharing our faith every Saturday. And maybe you, you haven't gone this year. It's not too late. You could go December that we have, and we could go out and tell others about Christ, sharing our faith. And it's definitely, that is time that will never be wasted. Maybe if you don't even get to speak to anybody, but you're leaving tracks on somebody's, on people's door, and that person, you never know what that track can do for that person. So going out and sharing our faith is something that we will never waste our time with. May we be wise with our time and share our faith. Tell others about Christ. Tell them about Tell them about the transformation that he made in your life, the things that he has changed in, your, in our lives because he has been so good to us. We now have a home in heaven. We don't have to go to the place called hell if we have Jesus Christ in our heart. So let's share our faith. Let's share our faith with others, those around us, those at the workplace, those that we may see at different, different places, different things. But let's share our faith with different people, and we can do that. We can do that with Christ. Maybe sometimes it's not always the easiest thing to do either, going up to somebody's door and knocking on their door, and it's a total stranger. But with Christ's help, him, with filling with the Holy Spirit, we can do that. We can have boldness and share our faith with other people. Lastly, I wanted to say, let's finish our race. If you have your Bible, you could turn to 2 Timothy 4.7. 2 Timothy 4.7. <clears throat> and it says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And as this year is coming to a close, let's finish our course for this year of our lives. Let's finish it strong. Let's end it with Bible reading. Let's end it by growing. And we can grow. We have a month left. It doesn't mean that, oh, you, you say maybe, maybe you had a Bible plan and you already messed up and you, you, you messed up at the beginning of the year or whatever. You could still read your Bible. Don't let that discourage you. Keep going. Let's finish the race that God has for us. Let's finish this year strong. And we don't know this life that we have is, we don't know a lot of things. We don't know when that last day of ours will come. But whenever that day comes, that means that our race is done. That means our course is over. So we need to be ready at every moment to finish that course, to finish it strong. We need to race for Jesus, do our best for him, give our best in all that we do. Paul, he finished his course. He finished his course. He did his best. He gave God all that he, he had to give. So may that be said of us, that we finish our course, finish it strong, and may we do our best for God. And that's just a short, brief challenge to you all. It's just six, six points that we could just, I could just challenge you in those areas. First of all, reviewing, let's focus on God. Let's make him the focus of our lives. Let's focus on him in this new year. Remember, Peter, he took his eyes off Christ. May we not take our eyes off Christ in this new year, but let's focus on him. Let's forget our failures. We may have made mistakes there may have been sin. There may have been some mistakes that we have made. But let's put those behind us. Let's move forward with Jesus Christ and let's forget our failures. Let's, number three, let's forget ourselves. 
Brother Josh said it perfectly this morning. We're, we're too self-centered. We need to forget ourselves. Let's focus on others. Focus on the needs of other people. Let's forgive others, number four. Number five, let's share our faith. Let's go out and tell others about Jesus Christ. Let's go out and tell others about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what he has done in our lives. Number six, let's finish our race. We don't know when our race will end. And like we said, the year has gone by quick. Things have gone by fast. And time just seems to keep going and keep going. And one day our race will be over. One day the course that God has for us will be over. But may we finish it. May we finish it to the best of our abilities. May we give God all that we have. And I think these are just six thoughts that can help us make the most of our time by not wasting time. We're all guilty of it. But, but God, may, may we make the most of our time. May we give God the best of the time that he has given us. And just a quick challenge to you all. And I just want to challenge you all in those six areas. So if we could all bow our heads and we'll end in a word of prayer. Excuse me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you so much for your goodness, your, your mercy towards us, dear Lord. You have uh, been so good to us, God, throughout this year. You have been so gracious to us. And as we close this service, as we end this day, God, I thank you for um, just the, the message in the morning, God. And I pray, dear Lord, that you, this message, that we could just apply it to our lives, that we will in these six areas that we'll focus on you, God, that, we'll, that we will forget our failures, that we will forgive others, that we'll forget ourselves.